this episode, I'll be talking to Ethan Tran. Photography and creativity is woven in Ethan's personality, and it's a rare occasion to see him without his camera. Ethan began taking photography seriously early college, and since then has gotten many exciting gigs. In this episode, Ethan gives really good advice on becoming a creative and how to work your way up like he did. From doing shoots at concerts, coffee shops, and even Chipotle, Ethan has gotten up to $1,000 for a single gig. Hey y'all, I'm Chinmay Pingale, and this is the Young Money Podcast. Through my early adult life, I've always wanted to find a way to make money. As I go through college and the corporate life is awaiting around the corner, I continue wanting to find new hustles, which hopefully can one day take over a corporate job. The Young Money Podcast is for listeners who are looking for new, innovative ways to make money in a way that is feasible for young adults. If you think you or someone you know is making money in a way that people would be interested in hearing about, please email me at cmpingale at gmail.com. What's up, Ethan? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Chinmay? I'm pretty good. Thank you for asking. Um, so we can just get right into it. I wrote down a couple of questions and then we can just start discussing it. But the first one is just talking about if you could talk about how you got started in photography and what you think really sparked um, the side of you. Uh, I got into photography when I went on a trip and it was, it was, it's called desert X. Um, and it's, it's in California. We just, me and my family were going to a wedding, but we had, we like skipped some of the, uh, events for the wedding to go to this thing. Mm -hmm. And it was like a, it's like an installation outside. Um, a couple of them across Palm Spring, Palm Desert, Palm Springs area. And I was like taking pictures on my phone and then I was like, using portrait mode back when like the iphone i don't know like five or something was out mm-hmm. and then i went home um my dad told me he had a camera so i started using it and then it just for for a while i was just like messing around with it um and it wasn't until like this was back in senior year of high school and then i was just like messing around like i was saying and then uh, it wasn't until freshman year of college like second semester where I I started to watch like camera videos and and I bought a different camera that I like I liked using more and that's kind of when it started spiraling into like an obsession with just taking pictures every day Um, gotcha so was yeah go ahead and I was just saying and taking on taking it on trips um just like made me look at the world uh in a bit of a different perspective like isolating things um and yeah gotcha so what how old were you when uh for the desert x thing and what what is desert x i was in i was like 17 and okay. basically what it is is uh it's a year year to year thing in i think around february where they have a bunch of uh our our installations outside mostly there's some mm-hmm. inside and it's just a bunch of different artists 
um, that come and they just like set up these installations for people to come see and it's free. You just have to like drive to each location. And they have, I don't, I think you, I don't know if you've seen it, but like they have this like mirror house in uh, Palm Desert where it's mm -hmm. like in the middle of the desert and it just, it's like a house made of mirrors. That was like one of the exhibits. And now it's, yeah, I think now it's, they transitioned it into like an Airbnb. Oh, cool. Um, so you said you got your first camera uh, freshman year of college and then you really start to enjoy it. How did you know? like what camera to buy and where honestly where do you even get like the funds or was it just a gift uh i i just like watched some random video of this guy named joe alum mm -hmm. and he had a video on like this really small camera and that's kind of what intrigued me about it was that it was so small that but he could like take these crazy pictures with it um and i think coming from my perspective with the camera my dad got me it was it like had a different lens on it mm -hmm. and the, the new camera was had a like a slightly wide wider lens that was more uh it was it was it was similar to like a uh iphone lens i guess mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, and that, yeah and that's like why i i kind of got it because it, it had a different look and it it like looked really cool too uh-huh cool um, and then, and then the, the way that i got it was me and my girlfriend split, split the camera cost. Uh -huh. Oh, so he, so it was just between you two. Yeah, yeah, and I. Are y'all yeah. still? Is it? Is it? Are it's the same girlfriend you still have? Yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Well, I'm but, glad it worked no, out. I don't even have no, no. I don't use that camera at all. She uses it. Okay. What do you think would have happened if y'all split the cost and then y'all broke up? Uh. I think no, you I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. Well, it's actually really surprising to me to hear that this mainly started freshman year just because of how much I associate you with photography, which actually I guess makes sense because I've only known you in college. But because it's such a big part of your personality, like like what do you think made you so good? Like, is it just photography? I'm pretty sure I know that you're also doing like the editing as well. Like, what do you think made you like so good at photography? uh i think i think it was just like bringing my camera around every day i used to do that like sophomore year of mm -hmm. college when i transferred to ut i i just brought my camera on every day and people would ask me like what i was shooting but i was just literally like taking actually i was taking pictures for a coffee company mm -hmm. called Bike, but then i was also just taking like pictures of random things on campus uh -huh. um and that, and then I think main thing was for me was like practicing a lot, um, and but also like watching like a lot of YouTube videos, which is a mm -hmm. main thing that like is big in the creative world is just watching a lot of YouTube or just any content you can consume, because it's just all it's all out there, it's all free, um, and it's like the most valuable resource because you can see how other people do things and like you can learn different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And could you also talk about like the editing aspect also? Cause I know like I, everyone knows you for photography, but I, I have a hunch that editing pictures properly is also really important to it. So was with editing, was it the same? Like you just followed like YouTube tutorials? Uh, yeah, basically. But um, there's like a, there's like a, a secret that is not really a secret if you do research, which is that, so like, 
in a, a camera is different from a, a iPhone because on an iPhone you can't shoot in raw which gives you like more data to mess with like the colors mm -hmm. and editing and stuff like that um but on a camera you have this raw profile mm -hmm. so you can like mess with colors more and then from there you basically just watch like these like I was saying I just watch these YouTubers um and then I like I like pirated their uh preset packs and then mm -hmm. you use these preset packs on like on like pictures i think of it like a, a a filter on like instagram or like disco or i don't even know what people use anymore mm -hmm. um it's basically like that right but you can yeah. like change you can change um certain values of it like i don't know like contrast and like different colors you can like change them so basically that's how i started just like using other people's like presets and making mm -hmm. them into my own and then just like downloading a, a ton of them and then seeing which ones I like. So I would say that that's like a main thing of editing is it's, it's not as like, uh, I would say it's not as hard as it might seem coming into it because, uh, there's not, there's like, honestly, not that many things that you can change, um, mm -hmm. that like would, I think the main, the main part that is the harder part is like the photoshopping part um and not so much like how the the colors of the photo look gotcha okay that makes sense and and i i guess the main theme i'm seeing here is just kind of grinding out like learning and like watching certain youtube videos i want to run back to something you had mentioned um in a previous question i asked which was that you were doing a shoot for a coffee company i wanted to know and i guess listeners at home could really learn from like how are you getting these gigs like are you just going up to them and offering it for free are they going to like a portfolio and offering to pay you like can you talk about how you got that first gig at the coffee shop or coffee well, company uh, I actually got the first gig because my girlfriend Evie she's the one that got it first and then I kind of like I wasn't at UT at the time I was mm -hmm. at UTSA um so like I kind of just like tagged along when I ever I came down to, to UT yeah. and then sophomore year she didn't want to do it anymore so I just kind of took over the role um okay. but that company I don't even I don't even know I think Evie just asked uh if they could open a position uh -huh. to like do social media because they were so new and they mm -hmm. just said yes um and it was just like on a contract basis so we weren't paid too much and we also had to split it but, but you were paid year, yeah we were paid okay. but then next year we got I got paid a bit more because uh -huh. I think they trusted me. Uh -huh. um, but I would say the one thing I learned about gigs that I didn't know before was that like um, a big thing is just like reaching out to people and like asking and pitching yourself, but also making making uh, yourself feel specialized in certain aspects. Because if you can do everything, people people uh, will often think that you, ca you can't do everything very well. Uh -huh. So you have to kind of like hone in a little bit even if you don't want to like let's say you like taking portraits but like you know you want to make money doing like i don't know like port uh product photography because that's easier um uh -huh. you would just like market yourself as like a product photographer um and yeah i think a big thing is just asking random people like people anyone you know um that's how I get most of my gigs just like asking around or like 
putting myself out there at one point and then later they'll just hit me up because they know they know like I'm confident in my work mm -hmm. okay so I guess the two main things that I'm seeing was like reaching out like obviously doing your own like self-marketing and then getting pretty good at like a niche or like a specialization what specialization do you think like you you positioned yourself as honestly i i said all that but i don't really position myself in in, <laughs> in many niches uh -huh. i just know that you have to if you want to get jobs mm -hmm. um but and i think that this is like a big thing that not a lot of people talk about is like within photography or just like being creative in general mm -hmm. it's like the way you make money is to to box yourself in a little bit i'm not saying that everyone does this but like that's how you make money like if you want to make money a lot of people go to weddings because weddings are consistent they're mm -hmm. easy they don't yeah. take creative effort and they make a lot of money right yeah um, and, but for me for mm -hmm. me like i i never wanted to i never wanted to do it for the money um mm -hmm. just because like i'm strong i was still in college and like that wasn't a big thing that I wanted to do mm -hmm. to, like because I wanted like a big thing is making making time for creative projects that you want to do and to make you better as a creative um or like making money right yeah so you have to balance the two and what I found that I enjoy more is just like being creative in my own right and and like waiting for the money to come later uh -huh. um, but that's not to say that I haven't made like money off of gigs it's just that I don't I would say I don't I, I don't put myself out there as much as other photographers do because I like um I just like exploring different things uh and like seeing what I, I, I would really want to do as a career rather than just like diving straight into like wedding photography because I know it makes a lot of money consistently gotcha yeah so you're kind of like working on yourself and you're letting I guess it would be fair to say like you're kind of letting the money follow you in a sense I know like at least from what I've seen from your Instagram and like just following you for a while you've done like some really cool gigs and one of them or at least I think is really cool is concert gigs could you talk about like which gig in general was your favorite and how you're getting like for example a gig at a concert um so I guess start about how, about how it started. Mm -hmm. So like, I always wanted to I wanted to do concerts this year, and that was like a big goal of mine to like shoot a lot of concerts. Um, mm -hmm. but like I I would say the part that kind of scared me was how consistent you have to be with with emailing um publications and artists and like just doing a bunch of research on them. So like, I got really lucky and one day uh i was doing a shoot with with jacob and jacob who else was there jacob bernardo and this other guy named aiden uh -huh. uh, me and aiden were or aiden was shooting video and i was like doing bts photos mm -hmm. um, with this artist named ron gallo they like they took me in last minute to do to like just be there mm -hmm. um, so i was there i was taking pictures during like the interviewing and then during the actual gig <clears throat> I did some photos too. Um, I posted them. And then like a couple of days later, this guy follows me and he's like, check your DM. And then he's he's like, he's like, oh, yo, I love the pictures that you like did for Ron Gallo. Uh, do you want to talk sometime? Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't a part of KVRX. And I knew that like, 
I knew that like I wanted to be part of something smaller because I think the how big how big KVRX was it kind of scared me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy he was talking about his publication and how and how he's he's like interviewed these artists, um, and then like we hopped on this call and like he was like he was basically like yo I really like your your photo style would you would you want to do some photo gigs for my publication and I was like yeah sure and then he like basically sent out all this all these emails his name's Chandler by the way mm-hmm. um me and him are really close now and that's how I got it started because like some random concert I went to um and he like just ended up seeing me there mm-hmm. shooting so- and then my favorite gig I would say would be uh this gig that I did for Hot Flash Heat Wave because me and Chandler got the photo pass, but then mm-hmm. we asked after that, after we getting the photo pass, if we could do like a photo shoot before the concert. And luckily they said yes. And then we did that photo shoot and it like turned out really sick because the lighting was really good outside. And also I had like freedom to like do something a bit more creative than just a regular concert gig. Gotcha. So what I'm understanding, and I've actually drawn the similarity to a couple of other episodes, like the one I did with Harold, uh, and he's super involved in the music industry. It's just like, it's kind of just putting your name out there and like continuously putting your work out and like taking opportunities and eventually like the dice will roll like in your favor, right? Yeah, basically. Like if you want something, if you want something bad enough, you'll you'll like find a way to get it right but mm-hmm. the way you get there is never gonna be uh i mean maybe for some people but for me and from a lot of people i've i've uh talked to the way you get there is like never a way that you you uh initially thought you would yeah that makes sense and that actually is like i guess like we actually have been kind of talking about this next question but just like for the listeners at home i know you mentioned you personally like don't necessarily enjoy like just marketing yourself and purely like trying to find money out of it what do you think is like some advice you would give as someone who might be trying to like start today and just like find cool things or like find cool photography gigs um i would say i would say hmm, let me think um for gigs i would i would give a different answer but i would say if you just want to learn and like put yourself out there um Mm -hmm. i would say like growing a personal brand is like easier than ever right like Mm -hmm. making content on on any platform is so it's so easy to do and although like the returns at first or like even after long term might not seem like that much i think that's the way that i've learned the most is just like making stuff for myself and because like if someone finds you down the line and they like see your work that you've done for yourself I think they'll find that m- much more valuable than uh I don't know like maybe like a grad shoot or um something like that. But I but I would also say that grad shoots are a big way that you could get into photography mm-hmm. with like very low very low like cost and also like very is 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 very easy to get grad shoots from what I've heard and from what I've like seen. Mm-hmm. like I didn't market myself at all for grad shoots basically and I got I think like four or five grad shoots um gotcha. but so, I would say, 
yeah, I would say like doing stuff like grad shoots or um, just like talking to other photographers um, and like just reaching out and asking them personally is mm-hmm. a big way that a lot of people don't think about. Gotcha. So for like personal brand and things like that, and like, what would you tell someone who's putting out their work? Cause I'm, there's so many photography accounts all over Instagram. Like, what would you tell someone who's putting out their work and not seeing like any increase in any analytics? Like, would you recommend people do this? Not necessarily to get followers, but more so like as just a public like portfolio. Yeah, that that's a big thing that I mean, even I, I, I struggle with a lot and a lot of other people do um, is like, yeah, like analytics don't don't happen for photographers anymore. Um, I would say like a big way that I've seen a lot of photographers grow on the on platforms like Instagram is like just playing playing the game and, and making a bunch of reels about your mm-hmm. like photo content, um, because like first of all i don't think people realize how easy it is to make videos like that there's like mobile apps on your phone that you can just like if 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 people can make tiktoks and reels on their own then why can't you as like a photographer make a video about just your photos right yeah yeah a lot of people make the excuse that oh i can't do it because i don't know anything about it but but if if anyone can do it then why can't you do it as a creative right yeah that's so i would true. say that if you want to grow make reels but if you want to have a portfolio like you're saying yeah do that do make it your portfolio um because like when people see that they'll want to hire you more right mm-hmm. but i'd also say that a big part of your portfolio is your website and that's a lot of how a lot of people get leads is through their websites as well and not just through like instagram so i would i would say that sometimes it feels like I don't, I wouldn't, I would, I don't think it's the best way to grow on Instagram, um, through like just posting only photo content because it just doesn't get engagement. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. and also, also like, I've, I saw this, this one guy, he posts reels like every day and he went from, I think 2000 followers. to now he has, he's like 22 K and all he does is just post his photos he doesn't even have like a, a intro where he shows his face and what, what it's about. It's just like a daily vlog, but only his photos. And he's gotten, I think some of his videos have gotten like a million views um, just because he like, he's just really consistent with it. And he's sticking to that strategy of posting only reels. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I guess like the last or second to last thing I want to talk about is something that you've mentioned to me pretty recently. And I thought it was really cool. Could you talk about this Chipotle competition thing that you were a part of and like the result of it? Oh yeah, it wasn't a competition. It was a, it was, so my, my, uh, my neighbor, she just Mm -hmm. moved in and my mom was like, oh, she's an art director, which is a role in advertising that I'm currently going into. So I wanted to like talk to her. This was like two years ago um, during COVID. So I was like, oh, I'll go talk to her. So I talked to her. Um, I showed her my portfolio beforehand. And she was like, I really like your portfolio. Uh, I, I like sent your stuff to my boss already. And because we we're looking for someone who's, who can do motion photos, which is what, which is what at the time I was specialized in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and she's basically like oh we have this chipotle gig it's it's just it's just to like show off our brand and maybe get future work similar to this in the future um so i got the gig we were doing it um i basically like she was the art director and i was like i guess i was like the creative director slash i was just a photographer mostly um and i i did all the shots and then they paid me they pay me like a thousand dollars for it um which is like crazy like i don't think a lot of people that start out even when i was starting out i didn't think that i could make that much money from one gig mm-hmm. um that was like not even it wasn't it was it was like pretty hard but like it wasn't as hard as i was anticipating it would be um because i had so much knowledge in the field already of like taking motion photo motion photos mm-hmm. um so like the time it took me to edit and do everything wasn't that long because i knew how to do everything already um and the experience was with their clothing line called Tripoli goods so i used like two models that i had met through spark magazine basically mm-hmm. um like publication student-run publication that i was a part of um and then it got to like corporate level and it was kind of sad because like I was saying, it was a, it was a gig that my, or the agency I was working with. So it wasn't directly Chipotle. It was an agency that works with Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Um, they were basically going to pitch my photos to Chipotle. And after a while it didn't, and unfortunately like didn't go through because they thought the models looked too young or like they didn't fit their like, person personality yeah gotcha um but i think they were they just i mean if i'm speaking honestly <laughs> i i don't know it, maybe they just didn't like the models because of like their race or like because if you look at Chipotle, they don't they're at least for that clothing line they just use only white people mm-hmm. and the models i used was like it was like an asian girl model and like a hispanic guy model uh-huh. um so like in that standpoint, it wasn't a line demographic. Yeah. yeah, like even if even if they liked the photos, they uh-huh. like they didn't want to use it because of that reason. I don't know the the full reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, but what from from what I like, um, uncovered that was like a big part of it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that dang. I I I really hope that wasn't the reason, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Um, so yeah, okay. Those were all my questions. I guess like the last really, really quick question I would ask is what is your long-term goal with photography? I would say my long-term goal is to get to a level where I can work with like big teams um, and be, be like one term that I've, I've seen thrown around a lot from this one photographer is being a photo designer, mm-hmm. which is like taking the aspects of like being a creative director photographer and like a expert at photoshop uh, combining all those skills into making like art out of photos Mm -hmm. um and i think yeah that's my long-term goal like this guy works with to be like this guy he works with big brands like nike um he works with a lot of artists a big thing for me is I want to work with a lot of artists on like different campaigns, whether that be for brands or just for personal like albums and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I've I've gotten to for for a smaller artist, but I think for big big artists, it's a really big different ball game because like they have these these huge budgets or mm-hmm. bigger budgets, um, and you're able to to do more with these budgets. Gotcha. Well, that's brilliant. I appreciate you coming on a lot, Ethan. And I think there were some really, really, really good takeaways. If you have any parting words or plugs, now's your chance. Um, oh, I would I would say that if you if you're thinking about if you're thinking about creating, I would just say take some time out of like your college college lives to just like focus on it for a little bit and you don't have to show anyone your work right for for as long as you're not confident with it um but i think that just like learning about something that you're interested in for a period of time is really valuable because that's 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 like a big a big step in a direction um, that you want and maybe down the line it'll help you in a, in some ways that you like had never thought about yeah I agree if the listeners want to follow your work where should they go <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram is uh eth.ran okay perfect I, I appreciate what about you, you. Where, where should they follow you <laughs> I will let them know in the intro don't worry um I appreciate you coming on Ethan have a great weekend Yeah, you too, Chinmay. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Young Money Podcast. If you yourself or someone you know would be interested in coming on speaking on this podcast, please email cmpingale at gmail.com and I'll be more than glad to see what I can do.